Benzinga's NFT show. We got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking about OpenSea versus Magic Eden, a little war of words on Twitter. Also, how do the two companies stack up? And Alyssa and I will even play Would You Rather, which company would you rather invest in if they were publicly traded or you could get in on one of those private sales we also got a couple other would you rathers involving NFT collections later on. We'll also be getting into the latest with Board Ape. How are they going to celebrate an upcoming Twitter milestone? Board Ape Hard Seltzer hits stores this week. We'll have all that and more. Stay tuned. This is the roadmap. All right, everyone, this is the roadmap. As I said, if you're here watching us live, go ahead, smash that like, subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel, also to Benzinga's crypto YouTube channel if you have not already done so. And leave a comment in the chat. Let us know you're here. Let us know where you're watching from. I see Lord Byron in the chat. Shout out Lord Byron, one of our loyal viewers here. Get in the comment section warmed up. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by FTX US, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs, no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer and the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more and get signed up for your own FTX account, click on the link in the description below and also in the chat right now. Shout out to FTX. Sign up for an account and let them know that Benzinga sent you their way. I think it's time to go ahead and kick off and get into today's episode, which means, of course, that I don't want to be here by myself. So I want to bring on my co-host and producer, the one and only Alyssa. Alyssa, what's going on? Hi. <laughs> what's up? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, just got done uh, guest starring, cameoing, whatever you want to call it, on uh, Stock Market Movers with Mitch to talk stocks, right? To talk Qualcomm. Yeah. We interviewed the chief financial officer of that chip company. I haven't done a stock interview in a while because I've been doing so many of these NFT ones. So it was kind of nice, though. Nice change of pace. But I'm back. We're, we're on to NFTs now. And speaking of interviews, Alyssa, Yesterday, we had a really cool one, right? And I, I say that a lot, guys, that we do these cool interviews, but I got to highlight this one again. We talked to Carl Jones. He is the producer of hit shows like The Boondocks, Black Dynamite, and he was on here to tell us now all about Web3, right? And Alyssa, he shared that great story, right, about being homeless, right, and still deciding, hey... I don't want this other media company to take over this bubble goose that I created. I'm going to walk with it and I'm going to now turn into Web3 and NFTs. And I just think that's so inspiring. 
great story. And Alyssa, just to follow up, anyone who didn't watch that, make sure you go back and watch the interview. They also have a Twitter Spaces today, 5 p.m. with the one and only Tracy Morgan. Um, That sounds super cool, super exciting. I'm going to try to catch that in the background while I'm working, of course. Um, if if Mr. Jason Rasnick's still here, got to make sure he knows I'm working and listening to that Twitter <laughs> spaces, right? And, and then also, Alyssa, uh, I shared um, a link here. Uh, so Carl said we were going to get some uh, bubble goose jackets, um, right? And he actually shared an image yesterday after our interview of kind of a little mock-up. Alyssa, what do you think of this Bubble Goose coat? Are, are you going to be rocking one of these this winter? Yeah, I want, well, I can't. <laughs> Florida! Florida. <laughs> I, yeah, Florida's got no winter. What is winter down there, yeah, like 60 degrees? Oh, yeah, it's like, okay, I can put it on for like a second, take a picture, like, this is so cool, and immediately take it off. But that is so cool. <laughs> okay, well, here in Michigan with our blizzards, I, I'm, I'm going to get one of these jackets, and I don't know, maybe I'll even wear it on stream, right? And I just think this looks cool. Shout out again to Carl for joining us on yesterday's episode. Everyone, make sure you go and listen to that. Really inspiring. And also, if you know the shows, The Boondocks and Black Dynamite, like, it was really cool to hear, you know, from the legend himself. Yeah. Alyssa, yeah, our so first cool. our first topic today, not to get too off, off base there from that cool interview, we got to talk about uh, these NFT marketplaces, right? We got a little battle <laughs> brewing um, as if there wasn't a battle before, right? Between OpenSea and Magic Eden. So OpenSea dominates the NFT market. They are heavy in Ethereum, but they also added Solana recently. And then we have Magic Eden, right? Magic Eden dominates Solana, but then they announced recently that they're going to add Ethereum. So now you got a head-to-head battle. Um, and this this video came out yesterday, Alyssa, and, and yes. I shared with you this morning, right, that Magic Eden um, talked about Ethereum and Solana NFTs. And in the video... They said that one of the top Ethereum projects of all time, <laughs> NBA Top Shot. <laughs> and anyone who has watched this show for a long time or read our Benzinga articles knows, of course, that NBA Top Shot, owned by Dapper Labs, is based on the Flow blockchain. That's uh, F-L-O-W is the, the coin, um, also owned by Dapper Labs. So they shared this video and... Someone at OpenSea was like, hey, I'm going to watch this Magic Eden video, right? And, and see what they had to say, right? And they caught the part about NBA Top Shot, and then they left this wonderful uh, response here. Top Shot is a notable Ethereum project with, of course, the, the different uh, capitalization there. This is what happens when you don't D-Y-O-R, of course, referring to do your own research. Uh Alyssa, how about this uh, this hot take from OpenSea here? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, love it. so when I saw it, I'm like, oh, no, oh, shoot, man. So I immediately went, right? I clicked the link, and guess <laughs> yeah, what's not Yeah, let's see what there? happens. Nothing. <laughs> the video's <laughs> gone, guys. They took they the video down. down. Magic oh. Eden got called out by OpenSea, and at first they sent, like, a snarky response back. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, right? And uh, what does it say? <laughs> oh, that's, right. That's yeah. why my Top Shot NFTs never got frozen. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a reference to how Top Shot freezes assets, right? Um, yeah. But they they got called out and they decided, hey, let me uh, take down this video. So they took down the video. Um, Looks Rare had had some fun with it. Oh, right? man. Looks Rare, a, another platform, they, uh, they put up a, a meme here of two girls fighting and then the dude in the background just chilling right that's looks rare they're they're like yes, hey, looks rare, yeah we don't need to get involved in this fight right like they're they're fighting each other we'll just we'll just chill and then yeah we got a sheer yeah. with the popcorn <laughs> um yeah like the memes were so easy on this one and i mean it's not like magic eden deleted the tweet right the tweet's still there they just took down the video so like <laughs> they they've been getting trolled for the last you know however many hours on this and mm-hmm. uh, Alyssa brings us to kind of this debate right uh we've been talking about magic eden getting into ethereum they also had the, I, what i think is exciting news right and it hasn't passed yet but they put forth a proposal to build a marketplace for yuga labs exclusive to them right so instead of a 2.5% fee that ape holders um, and other Yuga asset holders pay on OpenSea, the new marketplace on Magic Eden would drop that down to, is it 0.25 or 0.75? 0.25? Um, no, 0.75, sorry. Yeah, 0.75, but then also, yeah, and that comes with a discount of using Ape as in Ape coin. So, like, I love the fact that they're utilizing Ape, um, and they would make this marketplace for board apes, mutant apes, board ape kennel club, maybe more assets down the road, right? And Alyssa, as we spoke yesterday, Larva Labs has their own marketplace for CryptoPunks. Some of these other NFTs are building out their own marketplaces to cut down on those transaction fees create some exclusive places for people to buy and sell, right? And we're going to get into a sale later on today, a mega mutant that sold for millions of dollars. That was done offline. And part of the reason it was done offline is because otherwise you're giving OpenSea a couple percentages of millions of dollars. Like that's a lot of money. So Magic Eden has dominated Solana. And even with OpenSea adding Solana, they really haven't cut into their market share that much. So the question is, can the same be said on the flip side? When Magic Eden brings forth Ethereum NFTs, Alyssa, do you think they take share away from OpenSea or do you think they kind of just appeal to existing Magic Eden holders who maybe want to diversify with Solana and Ethereum? Uh yeah, I think that they're gonna uh, appeal to like the people who are already on Magic Eden. I don't think they're gonna take any market share away from OpenSea. And <laughs> I want to mention this is the first time Magic Eden's worked for me in the past few days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, shout shout out Magic Eden. And if anyone from Magic Eden is out there and you want to come on the stream, let us know. Uh, we don't we don't love to dog on you, but as Alyssa said, like. We have had problems getting the website to load during our show. And I mean, we're just being honest with everyone out there. So, um, but we do love Solana projects, right? Like Bubble Goose Ballers that was on yesterday. That's Solana. Yeah. You got Catalina Wales. 
Um, you got uh, Trippy 8s, right? We're on before. Like we've heard about some of these different projects. It's cool. I'm trying to diversify myself, right? Between Ethereum and others. Um, of course, NBA Top Shot, which is on the not Ethereum <laughs> network. It's on Flow. Uh, yes. Got to get that last shot in there. Um, so Alyssa, let's talk valuations here in the different uh, marketplaces. So OpenSea earlier this year, it might've been late last year, was valued at $13 billion. That's that's a massive number. And it came before this dip in the NFT marketplace we saw, right? So they kind of got that funding round in before the market went south. Magic Eden, on the other hand, just raised money in the middle of a bear market at a $1.6 billion valuation. So neither company is publicly traded. But my question for you, Alyssa, and we'll start with you, is would you rather own OpenSea at a $13 billion valuation or Magic Eden at a $1.6 billion valuation? Um, I think I'll, I'll go with open sea yeah open yeah i it's it's hard to argue against the leader right like we've talked about that everyone has came in and they've tried to disrupt it with no luck right and i just i find it really hard the the only thing i like is the lower valuation for magic eden right is i think you have a little bit more upside Whereas yeah. OpenSea was valued at $13 billion during what was still kind of a bull market, right? So it's going to take them a little bit to get back to that $13 billion level. Whereas if Magic Eden brings forth Ethereum NFTs and they actually do well, you could see that valuation increase pretty quickly. So I actually, I don't want to bet against OpenSea, but I feel like in this case, I'll go ahead. I'll play devil's advocate to you here, and I will take <laughs> the Magic Eden side at $1.6 billion. Magic Eden, don't let me down. Make sure your website works every episode from here on out. I'm in your corner. I'm trying to support you. Uh, so everyone in the chat, what's your answer? OpenSea at $13 billion valuation or Magic Eden at $1.6 billion. Remember, neither one is publicly traded. Um, but if you could get in on one of those private rounds or if they did IPO, which valuation and company would you go after? Alyssa, while we're waiting for those answers to come in, anything else to add here on just the overall OpenSea versus Magic Eden debate or maybe some other marketplaces? Um, see, when I when I when when you think about it, okay, like, OpenSea is already like at the top. So like me thinking, oh, like you could be buying up at the top for OpenSea since there's they're up there. But like and and there's there's room for so uh Magic Eden to grow. There's there's a lot of room for them to go, you know, especially since they're adding Ethereum. But like I still wanna like stick with my like what I already know and what I use. I've I never really use Magic Eden, so I don't. I, don't, I I put this with like uh, investments with like the stocks. Like I go with the companies I know, so That's, it's yeah. the same deal. It's the same deal with the OpenSea thing uh, versus That's, Magic Eden. That's good advice yeah. there, Alyssa. Um, kind of the Warren Buffett thing, right? Invest in yeah. what you know, the companies you use. Um, I definitely use OpenSea more. Um, 
we of course are sponsored by FTX. FTX, I think, does a good job of appealing to some of those other niche markets, right? Like they've got the Steph Curry partnership. They've done some different drops there. I, I think these other marketplaces all kind of have a spot, but the question is, you know, how much can they grow? So Alyssa, I'll, I'll give you another one we haven't talked about here in a while. If you can pull up that tweet, GameStop, okay. right? GameStop has an NFT marketplace. And in its first two days of trading, it did more than Coinbase did all time, right? For, for months. So <laughs> GameStop has this tweet that shows that they are bringing these gaming NFTs to the future. So if you hit that picture there, I don't know these games that well. Uh, Alluvium, Gods Unchained, um, a couple more. But it, it looks like games, right? And Alyssa, like, I want to play video games where I can play to earn or, you know, I can get a coin or I can get NFTs for spending my time. And GameStop's going to help grow that market, I think. And that's where I really think GameStop can do a good job with their marketplace, right? They already have a built-in fan base of gamers, so, mm. like, would you agree with that? It, like, should GameStop be focusing on trying to get bored apes on their platform? Or should they be focusing on getting, you know, these games on their platform? Games. It's in their name. It's GameStop. <laughs> and, and they should also be reaching out to, like, I don't know, Pokemon? Nintendo, maybe? I don't know if Nintendo yeah. would ever do this, but if Seriously, if they bring did, me Pokemon NFTs. I'm I know. Like, I have if, said this for months, Alyssa. If, give, me, if, give me my Pokemon <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. I gotta catch them all. That would be insane. And I think if GameStop was the one who was, like, exclusively, you know, they had that, I think GameStop would be, like, is, like, the prime primo, unless Nintendo's like, I'm just gonna do my own, but I don't yeah, know. And I could see that. I could see Nintendo trying to do do their own. Um, Alyssa, go back to that tweet, that image, though. Uh, we might not be able to see it here on the screen. Very good. But uh, in the bottom right hand corner, there is some logos. And if you zoom in, uh, uh -huh. v, v Friends. Look at that. We know V Friends, right? V Friends Series 1, Series 2. GameStop NFT marketplace looks like it's going to include VFriend trading. And Gary V has used Immutable X, which is the company partnered with GameStop before when he did the book games. Um, they used Immutable. So I think there's a Gary V connection here. And I'm not saying to go out and buy GameStop stock, guys, but I think GameStop's marketplace might be being slept on a little bit here. VFriends is massive. It's a top 10 project of all time. What do you think of that? Has VFriends talked about this at all? Or is this so just VFriends, like... so I wrote an article about this today, Alyssa. VFriends put out a tweet in February where they shared the Immutable X tweet and it said like, GameStop and Immutable X doing great things or can't wait or something. And that was it. Okay. So oh. like, it's there, but I don't think there's been like an official announcement, but like you don't put out a picture like that no. <laughs> without a reason. So uh, yeah. And shout out crypto. The only, I see your comment. What's up. Uh, we're having a great day here. Hope you are as well. Lord Byron as well. Uh, and we got the blind trader, of course, in here too. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, again, leave a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. And yeah. also, if you would rather invest in OpenSea or Magic Eden, that was our first would you rather. Um, 
But Alyssa, like this GameStop NFT marketplace, I keep meaning to spend some time on it. I haven't. Um, but those gaming assets, like I'm actually kind of excited to see how that catches on. And I mean, the gaming, Alyssa, I know you're big in games, right? The gaming community has kind of hated mm-hmm. the thought of NFTs, right? As far as like the triple A, the big titles go. But some of these like maybe mobile first games and like smaller ones, I feel like they have a good shot of kind of catching on with NFTs or creating like a new NFT game rather than bringing them into your existing IP. What about that? Here's my thought with gaming NFTs and gamers. Like (laughs) I don't, (laughs) no one wants to be like gouged out of their, like their money just like, you know, ripped out of their wallet and like, um, like, Hey, play my game, but you need to like spend money on it. Um, kind of like what Ubisoft and EA does with all their games. <laughs> um, I want to like link it back to like Carl Jones, like make a project, make a game where you're like here for the community um, and make it like maybe make it to where they make the game with you or like the community makes the game together maybe. Um, or like just make like I have so much thought. <laughs> Um, I think this works out well for like, um, like standalone, like games and, um, like, I can't even think of the freaking word. My brain's mushy right now. (laughs) Um, I don't, it's not retro, it's not retro, but like, just make your game, um, indie. That's the word. Indie, indie developers. They can hop on this and like be good to the community and not like, like, hey, give me your money. Like, I've seen a few game developers. They, um, uh, there was a game that my sister was playing and they were like making their game, right? And then suddenly they were like, we're doing NFTs now, guys. So, um, they ended up like throwing away their entire story and, um, like telling everyone like you can't play this game unless you have an nft now like totally throwing away everything that the community built together and they hated it and everyone left and they just started like boycotting the crap out of this this like don't do that don't do that like actually work with your community like how what carl was saying yesterday like involve them build the game um and just develop it release it like you can work with gamestop too and like i think more eyes would go to it yeah yeah (laughs) no i i think uh that's spot on and the example i think of is um zynga the mobile gaming company they announced that they were going to do some nft games they actually hired like a head of blockchain and now take two has acquired the company take two of course the owner of grand theft auto red dead redemption So I feel like maybe it's a test there, right? Rather than take two launching NFTs or like trying to get, you know, Grand Theft Auto NFTs, which would probably be a disaster and hated by everyone. They can kind of let Zynga test in these mobile games, right? Like new mobile game or I don't know, like Farmville, right? Make a Farmville play to earn game, right? Where you actually, you know, for, for getting your crops, you actually get something out of it. Um, Like, we need we just need to start testing like the problem is right now anytime these gaming companies even make an nft announcement of like you know hey we're gonna bring nft games in 
people hate on it before it even launches. Like, let's actually see some of it and then we can make a judgment, right? Like, I feel like that's better, yeah. right? Like, let's play it. Let's see it in action uh, before we hate on it. Like, I know people that's don't like true. change, myself included, but like, I think gaming is the perfect space to to grow with Web3 and NFTs. I don't, yeah, is there even, there shouldn't really even be rules when it comes to gaming. It's just yeah. all for fun. And like, yeah. you can, this is an opportunity to make it to where you have fun while you also have like the ability of making money either in the game or just with the NFT itself. Like, I don't know. And it, you, like you said, you can get, well, you can get creative <laughs> with this <laughs> very creative and out like outside the box, like big time. And I, I don't know. I think in the future, we're just going to see like cool, cool things come out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's move on from these NFT marketplaces. Um, this is a cool one to talk about, right? Uh, I mentioned it earlier that there was a massive sale of a Mutant Ape Yacht Club. This is one of the megas. So this is Mutant Ape number 30005 that you could only get from that Mega Mutant Serum. Um, this was a private sale. So we don't know specifically how much. However, an article from Board Ape Gazette, which is one of the leading Board Ape news sources out there, said that the deal price was around 2300 Ethereum or $3.9 million. Uh, Alyssa, $3.9 million for this Mega Mutant. It is the trippy one which I believe was one of your favorites, right? $3.9 yeah. million. What do you think of that rumored price tag? That's that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. We're Whatever. in a bear market, remember? Yeah, we're in a bear market. That's pretty good. <laughs> $3.9 million for, for a, a mega here. Um, I was looking at like some of the, the other megas um and if you want to pull this up here um i don't know what the top sale was because it's been months since one of these megas actually sold um oh maybe i sent you the wrong link that doesn't have them all checked dang i had this all ready to go um oh and open season i'm working Oh, is OpenSea gonna be down because uh -oh. you, were, you were talking trash about about Magic Eden? <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, dude. Right. Okay, hold now on. I gotta Dave? go down. Mark them all. There's 12, is there an option? Right? I think so. Did we? Did we there get? There should it, be like... an option. To... Yeah, I don't see it. it. Are these all of them? Like, are they all revealed, or is there still? I think so. I think there's 12 okay. total. Okay. Okay, highest. Well, I'm going to go to highest last sale. Ugh. No, no, no. Most recent sale. Where am I going? Recently Yeah, sold. go most recent. Yeah, so since the trippy was sold privately, it's not going to. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, how long has it been, though? Click on that top one. Okay. Um... Uh. Wait a year ago a year ago really and it was is it 200 200 250 250 250 okay so a year ago i mean 250 was 
I, I can't even do the math right now. Um, but uh, like, this is the thing with the megas, though, is like, we were seeing the serum sold for massive amounts, right? Like, there was some sales of the serum, but once people reveal these megas, they don't want to part with them. Like, yeah. these are, these are like one of ones that are like one of ones from a leading project, right? It's not like getting a one of one in a, you know, a, a, a smaller collection. Like you're talking a one of one from Yuga Labs in Mutant Ape Yacht Club. And I just, I'm surprised that, I mean, the seller sold, but again, $3.9 million. And maybe they uh, and needed the money. Maybe they needed yeah, the like money. Yeah, like we we never know. I never want to shame anyone for for selling anything. Um, and again, they did this privately, um, so we're not going to see the the actual amount. He told the the Gazette what it was, so we have to just kind of believe that. Um, but these megas, like, I think we could see more attention. So, Alyssa, hypothetical, not a would you rather, but hypothetical, you own one of the other eleven megas. Is now the time to try to sell or at least see if there's interest out there? Or do you think holding on to one of these for down the road is still the the play? I guess it is a would you rather. The the mega these ones? Yeah. Like if you okay. own one of the other eleven, yeah. would you rather try to sell it now because of that recent sale or hold on to it because you think it's gonna be worth more than three point nine million dollars down the road? Let's assume they're all worth three point nine million, just for ease. It's tough. No, okay, okay. If I had to sell, uh, I probably maybe would sell now. It's like, there's hype kind yeah. of building, and if if you were to sell again, it'd probably bring more hype to it. And who knows? It could be like a chain reaction to like do like a little spike in volume. Yeah. Um. But I would never sell one of these if I had one anyway. So freaking like I'm getting in. <laughs> I would I would this and like contact every business out there, yeah. like zoomies and vans and all that, and like throw them designs and everything. Like, hey, you want to use my ape? <laughs> uh let's work together. And I would do that. Yeah. And I think uh, I would get more use out of it this this I'd like selling it. I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> I think I'm on the other end. Uh, I think I would sell it for 3.9 million. Um, mm. And I think the reason why is based on the numbers yesterday. I think that you could sell your mega and you could get a gold fur board ape and probably a rare crypto punk combined. And you know what I mean? Like I almost feel like I would rather own the two than the one. I mean, you might even be able to buy two gold for apes if you played your cards right for $3.9 million. Um, so I don't know. $3.9 million <laughs> is a lot. So, Let me rethink my strategy. <laughs> yeah, so that's my Hold take. But... All right, here's my strategy. If I own okay, one, I probably I probably already have contacted a crap ton of yeah. and like Depending on what they said. I probably would be holding on to that. Uh, but if nothing is like working out, then I would probably want, be definitely thinking, oh, I'm going to sell this so that I can buy. Like, I didn't even think about that, like buying a gold ape <laughs> or pug. I didn't think about that. And that's 300 million. That's a lot. Yeah. 
All right, Alyssa. Well, let's move on to our next topic. Um, but it is right along with a board apes, right? Um, I haven't looked recently, but board apes were nearing a milestone on Twitter. Um, okay, so 992,943 followers on Twitter. They are inching closer to the 1 million followers. And they announced earlier this week that if they pass 1 million, or I guess when they pass 1 million, they will do a Twitter spaces and celebrate the last year and a half of Bored Apes. The founders will be there. It has been a long time since the founders of Bored Ape did a Twitter spaces. I remember they did one with uh, Farouk a while back. Um, they also, of course, did that interview with Input Magazine. And of course, anyone who owns a Bored Ape or Mutant Ape that got to go to Ape Fest um, may have ran into the founders there. But otherwise, we're still talking about some of the biggest names in the NFT world, right? And mm. this Twitter spaces they do could be massive. It could be people's, you know, loan opportunity to ask the founders a question. Um, we could also get some alpha dropped, right? Maybe someone can get news out of them of, you know, maybe what's going on with other side, what's going on with punks, what's going on with me bits, um, what's next, all that. So like Twitter spaces can be very powerful. So this is a big deal. Uh, Alyssa, what do you think of them celebrating the 1 million followers with this Twitter spaces? That's pretty cool. And you already know, haters and lovers of Bored Ape are going to be there. Listen yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking that. Is writers going to show up and all these other... Probably. You know, like, maybe not on their account, but on like a private account. They'll be there. Yeah. They'll be listening. <laughs> that's, that's a good point, Alyssa, though. So like, if you're Bored Ape, if you're the founders or if you're the CEO, Nicole... How do you manage this Twitter spaces knowing that like people are going to want to come up and it may be a question like I'd say normally you could just go like, do you go anyone who has a verified board ape picture on Twitter? Right. Because like if it's verified, you know, they own it and they pay to have it on Twitter. Like, is that what you would use as your your guide or not? You mean to bring them up? As a speaker? To bring them up to, to speak and ask a question. Or do you think they just do this Twitter spaces? No guest, right? Just the founders talking. Like how, how do you how do you manage this? I think, okay, so maybe they could do like speak as them only and then maybe bring up like verified apes, maybe they could uh, and at the very end, at the very end, maybe pull up random randos okay like just anyone and um i feel like i mean they probably would have been briefed on how to answer any sort of question because i'm sure someone will say something <laughs> i'm sure someone will say something um but i don't i don't know there's a there's a few ways like okay because if you're celebrating one million followers and they they recently mentioned how they want to bring like one million more people into their project yep. or their community um blocking out people from speaking in the space is kind of is meh to people who don't own apes you know yeah that's a that's a great point uh, i think it's going to be interesting to see the logistics and how they play out for this twitter spaces and again i mean they're going to pass a million. Like it's, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Great question here from uh crypto. The only question slash statement. 
they will probably have someone taking questions in Discord and Spaces chat. Maybe that's the thing is I think maybe they do like questions ahead of time um, yeah. on Discord or Twitter and maybe they just select their favorites. Um, but I'm kind of in the camp with you, Alyssa, where like, I mean, I don't want to hate on them, but like if you do a Twitter Spaces and you're trying to grow your community and then you like don't let people come up and talk or like get questions from the outside, I feel like it could almost have a negative effect. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but mm -hmm. um, Alyssa, speaking of Twitter milestones, Board <laughs> Ape, uh, about to hit a million. Um, shout out Benzinga. We are not at a million, but we <laughs> passed a milestone uh, earlier. This was this morning, right? Yeah. yeah. Earlier this morning. Uh, Alyssa, I got to say, I'm super excited that it happened this morning, but I also was kind of hoping it would happen like live on our show or something. Yeah, that'd be freaking cool. Like, have a party. I remember when our YouTube subscribers passed 100,000 live on uh, pre-market prep the one morning and you got like Mitch, Spencer, Dennis, Joel, Raz, like all just like fist bumping and yeah. like just, yeah, and like watching it in real time. Um, That's what I was thinking we could do today is watch our Twitter followers go up all day and... uh. Um, but hey, we passed it. 250,000 this morning. Oh my gosh. Is that 250,000? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. If you are following Ben Zinger right now, please do not unfollow. Uh, it would break my heart if we see this go down below. Um, <laughs> if you are not following Ben Zinger, go follow right now. Let's get that count over to give us a little bit of wiggle room just in case, uh, maybe Elon Musk is right. And there are a lot of bots out there, right? Like we might lose the, the bots. Um, and thank you, Blind Trader. Yeah, uh, you've been great. You're always in here watching our shows. You're a loyal supporter. And again, we've got so many loyal supporters here that watch us on YouTube. They listen to our podcast and they also follow us on social media. Um, we appreciate you all. I mean, you guys are what drives Benzinga, right? And we have uh, one of our core values. Uh, we create raving fans, Alyssa, which is my favorite, right? Because I write articles, I do shows. I try to build on our fan base, right? And I like to think that I've had a part in that over YouTube and social media over the past two years. And I am so grateful for our community and also for you for leading the way with Twitter to really kick it up a notch. So uh, what what are your words you've got to say here for Twitter hitting that milestone? I love all of the followers. I love all of you guys, <laughs> especially when you're in the, the comments. It's throwing either i don't know i don't care shade funnies <laughs> memes and it's like all of it. i love it <laughs> i'll like all of your comments and interact with you guys um and thank you for following and have helping us reach 250k it's i was literally vibrating in my seat <laughs> i was in the chat in uh live trading like just like spamming the chat like go follow guys go, go and follow I was, like, go follow now yeah. follow, follow and every time i, I was Refresh. refreshing the page <laughs> and waiting and as soon as it hit i was like ah it's here yeah oh it's, man it's here uh exciting times and we got we got more coming guys like don't go anywhere um we're trying to beef up our twitter we're gonna do some cool polls we got memes coming we got articles coming we got news coming we're, we're gonna cover it all um Alyssa, keeping on that board ape uh news story here uh, um yeah. Hey, shout out Shannon. Uh, yeah. I mean, Hey, you don't have to be commenting every second you're here watching. We know we got hundreds here watching and not everyone's commenting. We, we love and appreciate everyone. Yes. Um, Alyssa, speaking of board ape 
and the fact that if you own one, you can use it for some branding, right? You mentioned if you owned a mega, you'd be calling up all these companies. Yeah. Well, the team behind uh, Happy Dad, um, which is the Nelk boys that do the Full Send podcast, they recently interviewed Elon Musk. Um, we had quite a few articles from that cool interview. Happy Dad Hard Seltzer. Um, I enjoy a hard seltzer every once and then during the summer, right? It's like a beach drink, a lake drink, right? Just easy. And here we have banana flavored hard seltzer featuring the Bored Ape that they own. Alyssa, Bored Ape hard seltzer is here starting today. Uh, what do you think of this? How cool is it to see a board ape here on this uh, this brand? I think it's really cool. And like you said, you're like at the beach, like drinking a hard seltzer. Like <clears throat> I imagine, like someone's go, they're at the store and they just see that just chilling there. Like what what is that? You know, <laughs> they buy it, they take it, and then they I don't know, like maybe ask, like search it up, look it up. Like what the Yep. what is this what is this thing right the people who don't know and then obviously the people who do know they're they're gonna buy that crap up i can see them like keeping the can as are like on the shelf for forever <laughs> i think people do yeah. that right they like the the limited edition oh, yeah. crap yeah oh yeah I've, I've got some cans some bottles they're probably stored right now but uh i've definitely got some saved some cool yeah. ones um I mean, here in Michigan, right, we've got so many craft breweries and they do different designs, right? Like they do the cans where they have like lighthouses on them or they have like, you know, pictured rocks or waterfalls like on the can as like a limited time thing. And I always think that that's really cool, right? So, yeah. I, I mean, Bored Apes. And I actually interviewed um, the founder of a Michigan brewery last year, uh, North Pier Brewing Company in Benton Harbor. And he actually put out a IPA that had some board ape artwork on it because he owned a couple board apes. And nice. I mean, it, it's really cool to see that again. Happy Dad is is a big brand, right? Because they have that podcast. They're well known. So I don't know how many states this is going to be in, but I think this is probably going to be the biggest NFT related alcohol release in some time. I mean, maybe with the exception of like some some wine from gary v right um because he's yeah. big in the wine the wine game but otherwise like this this is a big deal um for board ape this is a a big deal um and what is crypto the only saying there drunken ape social club liquor license and are making bottles with rarities on the bottles with prizes that's pretty cool uh i of course own a crypto dad crypto dad did some beer um, but I think you had to be a dad holder in order to order it, right? It's not like they sold it in stores. So Alyssa, on that note, like, do you think the right play here is to just put this out nationally, right? Put it in stores or to only make it available like to ape holders or maybe your followers? Like, do you think, you know, making it inclusive to everyone is the right play here? I think making it inclusive to everyone is probably the right play um i don't know what you could do inclusively with this and i to, i would want it to get out to every as many people as i possibly can get it out to you know like, that's my ape on my brand yeah buy it take it to the beach and show it off <laughs> freaking take a picture of it and send it to all of your friends like look yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's an nft <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think, I think it's really cool. I think also you do have some people who um, maybe have heard of Bored Apes and they're in that camp of like, why would I pay $100,000 for this? Yeah. And then they see this ape on the can and they're like, wait a sec, you can use your board ape like on a brand, right? Like that's yeah. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite quotes from uh, VCon was when Snoop Dogg was talking and he said that when his son and manager were trying to convince him to buy a board ape, right? And he bought it and he was like, is this just some silly monkey like sitting up there not doing anything or can I like do shit with it? And <laughs> Once he found out like he could do whatever he wanted, he built a whole brand, right? We got Dr. Yeah. Bombay, like it's on his shirt, on his hat. He's making ice cream stores, like it's all over the place. So I think that this hard seltzer like is just going to validate further that like if you own the right NFTs, if you can market, like you can build a brand, you can make some money um, from doing this. So Maybe your idea, Alyssa, of getting a, a mega and calling up these hundreds okay. of companies is it, maybe it's not too uh, too off I'm, here, and maybe you got to take out that loan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why not? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, if you have the drive and the vision, and you're willing to put the work in, you could do some cool stuff with your your apes or maybe other and other projects. You know, definitely. Um. Alyssa, let's let's sidetrack from uh, NFTs just for a minute because this is connected to NFTs. Uh, yeah, the right click and save haters. Um, Ethereum is ripping. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen Ethereum hit the two thousand dollar level in months. Um, we were close earlier today. Um, we had a test of the merger happen last night. And Alyssa, you shared that we now have a tentative timeline yes. and a tentative date of September 15th and September 16th for that merge to happen. Now, we've been hearing for over a year, Alyssa, right, that we were going to get this merge. So, like, I feel like people still, there's going to be those people who are like, you know, hey, I'll believe it when it happens. But that test last night, I really think, like this is this is coming guys like this is gonna happen and for anyone who doesn't know like this changes ethereum completely um this now changes it uh from uh proof of work to proof of stake and this also is going to make um transactions right minimal cost right uh vitalik said i believe 0. 0.002 uh, is what we could get down to per transaction. Like Alyssa, remember gas when gas was like you bought like a a point zero five NFT and you paid point zero five in gas. Like mm -hmm. we're gonna get past those those days. I mean, gas is already down because of the market, but like we will likely never get back to that level that we were at. Yeah. Um. Well, let me pull the chart up again. Okay. Yeah. What do you think it's going to do to the uh, NFT market? So so that's a great question. And, and that's where we head next, right? Is that like typically when Ethereum rips higher, we end up seeing NFTs kind of pull back a little bit, right? Because like yeah. if you're, it depends on if you're in the camp of one ETH equals one ETH or if you're in the camp of $100 equals $100, right? Because if Ethereum goes higher, 
and your NFTs are still valued at the same ETH, they're worth more in USD or fiat. So I think in the long run, we're going to have another bull market here for NFTs. And I think part of that is going to be helped by lower transaction costs and also by Ethereum getting back to where it was. Um, yeah. I don't think Ethereum's going to hit 4,000 like today or tomorrow or this month. But I think that the merge is a major event. And I think that we're we're gonna we're gonna see some more momentum. And I I just think this merge is exciting and I think it's gonna be a big, big story that we're definitely gonna be covering here on oh, yeah. uh Benzinga's shows. For sure. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Look at that chart. Yeah. Look at uh, it. I mean, I, I saw this happening last night. I almost actually bought some more and then I was like, no, I'm going to wait. It, it really makes me kick myself for like not buying up a bunch when it hit under a thousand, right? Yeah. Like I I bought some at 1200 um, and then of course it dipped more from that, but 1200 is definitely up now. Mm-hmm. But when it got under a thousand, like I, I was like, man, like this is the time, but it is what it is yeah i was looking at it like eh. (laughs) i don't know what i was thinking actually i I knew i should have bought something (laughs) but i didn't definitely um all right what do we got next here uh we did the merger okay so starbucks um Alyssa, we talked about this months ago right starbucks said that they're gonna get into nfts so we don't have details yet um I saw a fun little poll here on uh, our friends from the First Mint saying Starbucks is coming. What coffee brand should be next? So I think that's an exciting area to focus on, right? Is what other companies are going to copy Starbucks now and do an NFT? My other question, Alyssa, I'm not a coffee guy, right? I'm a Mountain Dew guy. But if you're a coffee person, are you a coffee person, Alyssa? Oh, yeah. Are you a Starbucks person? Um, I don't go to Starbucks often, no. Yeah, so like, my question, and maybe someone in the chat here can help me out, is Starbucks is going to put out an NFT, and it's going to be, I think, very similar to a membership, right? If you own the NFT, you're going to get perks, right? So my question is, what perks should Starbucks do with their NFT? Should you get a free drink every day, a free drink a week, a certain number of drinks a month? Should you just get some exclusives, but not free drinks? Like, Alyssa, what do you think the play is for Starbucks here to make sure they do this NFT launch, like big to start, but also not like piss off their loyal fans and rewards members they already have? Well, what's the play here? Do you know how their rewards work at all right now? Because I sure I have no idea. No, okay, but I think you get. I pretty. I picture you get points, and then yeah, you, you you can get free stuff. So I mean, you're not gonna get free drink every day, but maybe if you yeah, maybe if you let's call it, let's call it like the buy six get one free or something. Maybe it's that right. If you get coffee every day, um, you're gonna get. Oh wait, there we go. See, that's what I was looking for. Blind Trader, free drink for every five drinks or something like that. I don't know if that's in reference to what Starbucks should do or what they're already doing, but that's what I'm talking about, Alyssa. I like, think what's, so, yeah. What's the play here? Like, how do they, how do they make this work? I I like what Blind Trader said. Um, yeah. Like, 
if you own the NFT and you bought like a certain amount of drinks, you can get a free drink. Or like if you own the NFT, uh, you automatically get like this set a number of free drinks like every month. And then I think don't they release like specialized like cups? cups? Yeah, yep. like they could really special I think ones. You should get a. I think you should get the cups or maybe first access yeah. to some since they sell or like out. I think super exclusive ones only for yep. NFT holders too. They could do that. Yep. Um, so, so Alyssa, here's here's the other question: Is let's say they do that right, where you get a free drink for every five you buy, you get all the exclusive cups every year that they put out, and you get other perks. How do they price this? What do you think they try to sell these for? If it's based on lifetime membership, let's call it. You think we're talking thousands here? No one's going to buy that, though. For lifetime? I don't know. Actually, maybe. Shoot, I don't know. There's people are people love Starbucks. Like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put my mindset in the like. I love Starbucks right now. Okay, put maybe. your put your ba- maybe put your basic Becky hat on right now and like. Okay, put it back. In my my boots. You got your your pumpkin <laughs> um, your pumpkin spice latte, right? And yeah, you're like, oh, I want a free pumpkin spice latte. I'm gonna buy this NFT. What's what's the dollar amount? A few, maybe a few hundred. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I still think a thousand is a bit too much. Yeah, I think they might price themselves out if they do a thousand, but yeah. Um a few hundred though, that could work. Um they could also tier it, couldn't they? Yeah, and that's what crypto the only saying right now is the different rarities, right? So two dollars off, four dollars off. Uh you guys were right in sync there, right? With the same thought. Um Yeah, I mean there's so many questions and so many things to talk about with this, Alyssa. Like so Starbucks is publicly traded, right? So they have shareholders. They also have an existing rewards program. Do you think they try to offer their NFT to existing rewards members or shareholders first? Or do you think they just go in after everybody? I don't know. Probably everybody, honestly. Might be the bigger opportunity, yeah. And maybe if it goes well, maybe then they can go after like there are other people maybe it really just depends on what how the everyone like reacts and what their whole plan is with it yeah and they said we're gonna get details soon uh we don't know what soon means uh but this is gonna be widely watched um in the community right because like starbucks is a massive brand and i think we're gonna see lots lots of copycats after this i think that like, I wonder uh, what the NFT will look like, though. Like, yeah. what, what is it going to be? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Um, Sorry, I totally so there was that. Totally cut you off. No, you're fine. You're fine. So there was that question from um, uh, First Mint, right? Talking about other coffee brands. Alyssa, like, not you personally, but like, like restaurants, coffee retailers. Who do you think like has the best opportunity or should launch an NFT like that has memberships and perks? Like who could own this launching one? There's a ton, but like who comes to mind? Like besides Starbucks, yeah. I mean like 
Hmm. Panera. That's a good one. Um, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh. <sighs> so, like, I feel like initially I think, like, McDonald's, but then I think, like, McDonald's price points. And, like, how do you translate that, right? Do you get, like, a free, like, a free $5 reward or something? Like, you're not going to give people, like, hey, if you own this NFT, you get free fries every time you order or something, right? That almost seems, like, minimal. Yeah. Um, the other one that comes to mind, just throwing it out there, uh, Ticketmaster. What if, like, mm. Ticketmaster did a NFT membership, and if you owned that NFT you get first dibs at any ticket sales that they do. Like, I feel like yeah. that would be worth a ton of money with yes. lifetime access because tickets sell out all the time. You can also resell tickets. Not that Ticketmaster wants to necessarily encourage that, but I feel like they already have said they want to get into the tick into the NFTs. I feel like they could own that market with a, a membership pass. They for sure can. That's actually a really good, a good idea. And hey, they should listen. If you're listening <laughs> to get yeah. uh, um hit me up. Uh, I, I can work on commission and we can uh, we can figure something out. So yeah, finger yeah. guns. <laughs> finger guns. Yeah. Um, all right, Alyssa, we're almost out of time. Um, so let's do a would you rather. We already did the would you rather um, own OpenSea or Magic Eden. So I have. Three more examples. I don't know. Are, are you in the dock right now? Yes, I am. Okay. I have three more, and I'm going to let you pick which one you want to do on today's show. A Clonex or Azuki. Okay, perfect. So those are pretty equal in their price yes. um, on OpenSea, right? They're both right around the 8 ETH mark. So Clonex, of course, has a relationship with Nike. Nike acquired Artifact. Um, I think that's a huge play for them. I think these are created with Metaverse in mind. Azuki, the anime side of things, they look like they could be a comic, a TV show, a movie. Um, and they also look a little bit more grown up than Clonex. No offense with Clonex, uh, <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of kids. Um, <laughs> Alyssa, uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first here. Oh, Would you hell? rather own... A clone X or Azuki for eight ETH. I am going to say clone X as much as maybe I don't love the fact that the artwork is all kids. Um, and I used to hate on it. That Nike relationship, I think, is too big to ignore. While some of these other NFTs that are quote unquote blue chips may fade away, Nike being in their corner, I think, is going to keep artifact and clonex relevant for years to come so that's what i would say how about you Alyssa? okay so uh my whole thing okay i like azuki's art more okay if i if i'm going with the art aspect it'd be azuki but i'm gonna have to agree with you i like clonex more because of the nike deal because like the whole artist thing behind azuki or the creator of azuki um that's also kind of, eh. um, yeah, I like the Nike part. I think you can get a lot more out of your uh, Clonex. And I'm, like, excited to see what comes in the future for Clonex holders. Yeah. That's what Nike's doing, you know? 
Definitely. All right. Well, anyone, if you're still here watching, listening, uh, let us know. Clone X or Azuki. Um, but again, they both kind of trade around that that same eight ETH mark. So this is just a one for one. You can only own one, right? Some of these would you rathers we do, it's like, would you rather own one or five? And sometimes it's really hard to say no to five of something, right? Because if it goes up, you can sell one or sell two. Whereas if you only own one, you, you either sell it or you hold it. Um, yeah. It's always hard to do too. So, um, but yeah, I love Azuki's artwork. I think that's a good project moving forward. But Clone X with Nike, I just, yeah, it's, I, I've followed Nike, yeah. Nike for a long time, right? And Nike, like, remember Under Armour came along, right? And it was supposed to be, you know, kind of a Nike killer, right? It, it wasn't. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we had Peloton, some of these other connected fitness companies come along, right? Nike still dominates the the connected fitness, and yeah. And now, as they enter Web three and uh, the metaverse and stuff, I just think Nike they're they're gonna they got a plan. So, and that's not to say Azuki doesn't have a plan if you're out there and you hold an Azuki, but no, they're both that's what I've got to say. Yeah, no, yeah. I if I. I love. I don't want to choose. If I can own both, I don't both. Like it is I hard love to choose. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the point of Would You Rather game. Alyssa, I know. Right? If, if you could own both, it wouldn't be called Would You Rather. It'd be I called I don't know. Own both. That's I mean, like pick lame, one and but... <laughs> pick one and go freaking cry because you couldn't have both. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. We can play that game sometime. Cry because you don't own a board ape when other people do. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so anyways, hope everyone enjoyed those Would You Rathers, right? OpenSea versus Magic Eden and also Clone X versus Azuki. We got more of those coming next week. We'll be back on Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, this was another fun episode, Alyssa. And again, if you guys missed yesterday's show, make sure you check that out. Interview with Carl Jones from Bubble Goose Ballers and that Twitter Spaces today with Tracy Morgan, hosted, hosted by Bubble Goose Ballers at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And again, Benzinga passing 250,000 followers on Twitter, but that doesn't mean don't go follow us if you have not done so, right? We want to hit the next milestone. So be part of the path to a million that starts today. Let's Alyssa, celebrate. Else? No, let's celebrate by following <laughs> yeah celebrate us by following we should do like a giveaway or we should do something fun for 250 but i i really didn't think we were going to hit it this morning i thought we were going to hit it later tonight so i thought we'd have more time to like hey what can we do you know actually we are doing a giveaway um what what i'm gonna i'm putting the 250k followers in a, like a randomizer and we're gonna pick 10 random followers and they're going to get one month of benzinga pro nice that that's it that's it i'm gonna put you on the spot here um what happens if the person drawn is a benzinga employee do they get to pick a different winner or does it just draw another person i think it's draw another person i just draw another right yeah i yeah. was gonna say because if i win i already have benzinga pro but i want someone else to experience that, exactly so. yeah 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 so yeah pro if is you don't cool. Yeah. yeah, if you don't have Benzinga Pro yet, pro.benzinga.com. Sign up for a free trial right now. Um, and hey, maybe you'll win that uh, free Benzinga Pro anyways. But uh, yeah. definitely worth the money in my own opinion. Um, if I did not work for Benzinga and I didn't have free Benzinga Pro, 
I would definitely be paying for it because it would help with my stock trading. So that's what I've got to say. Yes. But uh, all right, everyone, we went over on time. Stay tuned. You got pre-market prep at the close coming up at 3.30 with uh, Money Mitch and Joel breaking down all the top stock and crypto news and headlines and movers of the day. Um, Definitely check that out. And Alyssa, till next time. Yes.